Hello, hello, and welcome back to Unverified, the podcast helping you redefine success on social media. I'm your host, Coralie Trigger, and if we haven't met yet, hey, it's nice to meet you. Thanks for listening. I'm an Emmy-winning creator and digital consultant, and I'm here to talk about all things social media and digital marketing with a little twist, and that is, I don't care how many followers you have. I really don't care at all, and I know that sounds unusual, but hear me out. I don't care how big your audience is because for brands and businesses, social media platforms are just tools like a guitar pick. Stay with me. (laughs) Playing music is an important part of both my life and my guests today, but I guarantee we're playing very different songs for very different audiences when we pick up our guitars and we're getting very different things out of the whole experience. Also, a guitar pick is not at all helpful when I pick up my flute. That's why I make a conscious effort to turn away from digital vanity numbers in favor of focusing on real life goals that digital strategy can support. That's my style anyway. So let's talk about today's episode. Today's episode is all about how organic social media and digital content can support your business, even if you didn't grow up with it and you don't really like it, or actually you kind of hate it. And joining me today is my wonderful guitar teacher, Ellen Britton. In addition to being just a delightful human being, she is a performer, songwriter, and guitar teacher here in Nashville. Her digital goals are all about growing attendance for her virtual guitar classes while setting some clear boundaries and not getting sucked into the vortex that is social media. More with Ellen right after this. Today's episode of Unverified is being brought to you from the heart of East Nashville at the Russell, a historic church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program. They donate a portion of every stay to local organizations that provide a safe haven for those in need in the Nashville community. Visit RussellNashville.com to book your experience today. Y'all, I am so excited to have my guitar teacher, Ellen Britton, on the show today. She is a veteran musician with decades of performing, writing, and teaching experience. She has toured the country with artists like Martina McBride, Pam Tillis, Jody Messina, Sarah Evans, Tanya Tucker, Maura O'Connell, and many, many more. She performs original music solo and with the soulful and rootsy Queen of Hearts, who have been charming crowns from New York City to the Bluebird Cafe since 1999. And as a guitar teacher, she is regularly voted the best in Nashville, and her students are prominent and aspiring artists and songwriters in Music City like Little Big Town, Carly Pierce, Neil Towns, Brandi Clark, Mickey Guyton. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And just in case you're wondering how I got into this mix, she also leaves space in her schedule for beginners and recovering high school band nerds. On today's episode, we get into Ellen's story and business, setting social media boundaries, DIY email marketing ideas, and how boomers can succeed on TikTok. Please enjoy my conversation with Ellen Britton. Ellen, I am so excited to have you here today (laughs) and see you in person in 3D for the first time. I know we're breathing. uh, We're just being human together. It's like I I practice in front of a mirror before I left the house (laughs) to make sure I would remember how to do this. But it's such a joy to see you. You too. So I can't wait to get into all of your social media, but I want to start with your story because, first of all, I think it's fascinating and also the best strategies are infused with it. So let's start from the beginning first. When did you get into music? I was more or less born into it. So it's kind of my destiny. Um, (laughs) My father was a folk singer. So I really grew up around um, music, guitar playing, 
and teaching and performing. I started performing with him before I can remember. Oh, so wow. when people ask me about that, I never have something specific to or a, an, avo- an event or a date to point to. But so that's why I said I was sort of born into it, kind of yeah. my destiny. And my mom was also uh, she ran their um, music school and also got very into a, a successful career as a booking agent. So our whole family, nobody did anything Nobody had like a straight, normal day job. <laughs> that's the, that's been the exotic thing for me when I, you know, meet people who do that. I'm like, wow, that's so fascinating. You work in an office. Tell me about that. <laughs> I want to talk about your approach to teaching. Um, I was thinking about it when I was getting prepared and I was like, oh, I just love it so much. And the more that I thought about it, I was like, you know, I think I love it because it's how I approach consulting. <laughs> You know what? I was thinking just the same thing. You and I were talking, you know, yesterday in preparation for this podcast recording. Excellent. See, this is why we like each other, Coralie. Five stars. Okay. So if people are listening to this podcast uh, for the first time, they're not familiar with my approach to social. um, Tell me a little bit about your approach to teaching and how you have this kind of magical ability to meet people exactly where they are and brush off any Nashville music expectation. I'm so happy you feel that way. That is what I aspire to do. I hope to do that. I try and pay attention to do that, uh, to doing that. Um, I think from my point of view, that's part of what keeps me interested in my job is that I do, I teach both privately and a monthly Zoom class. We'll talk more about that. But I spend most of my time in one-on-one private lessons. And I feel like the whole point of a private lesson is to have the teacher adapt 100% to the student. I mean, that's the whole concept. And I, I feel like I've, I'm very comfortable doing that. And I feel like on a good day, I do it pretty well. But no, I did not always do that well. I think that um, I grew up playing, not just playing guitar, but teaching guitar. I probably, and this is, I'm going to about to say something truly shocking. So gird your loins. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding on. <laughs> right. So um, I've been teaching for more than 50 years, which makes me sound like I'm 105, oh my but I'm not. I, because my dad <laughs> yeah. was a folk singer and my parents, singer and my parents had a music school, mm-hmm. I started teaching as a very young teenager. Like, I don't know how old I was, 14? I'm something ridiculous like that. So so I really have been teaching for many, many decades. And I think that I used to not be a very good guitar teacher. And Mm -hmm. I've... I've thought a little bit about why that... And it's, it's taken me... It took me a while to... I think I had to grow up... I think I had to turn into an adult Mm -hmm. before I was really prepared, and this is my favorite phrase to describe this, before I could bring my whole self to Mm. being a teacher. Mm -hmm. Or for that matter, bring my whole self to anything. And I don't even know that I could elaborate very articulately about that, but there's something there that really captures what I was unable to do and then what I had to grow into as part of my own maturing process. I taught when I was very young, and then I took a break for decades probably to be a different kind of musician where I was performing full-time. I mean, I made my living as a 
freelance musician in Philadelphia doing every imaginable thing, playing in bars, solo, duo, trio. We had a band. We played in weddings. I played with my husband. I played without my husband. I did every... <laughs> the way I always say is when the phone used to ring, we would say yes and then figure out how to do it. Yeah. That's kind of the freelance mentality. And that was yeah. wonderful. Then we moved to Nashville in uh, 1991. And we'll probably get get into this, but um, we moved here to be songwriters. So we had some publishing deals and we were pursuing that and continued to pursue it for years. After maybe starting in 96, the beginning of 96, I started doing touring gigs and did that for several years. And that was fascinating. Um, And then at a certain point, the teaching started to make more sense and be more attractive. And I got back into teaching, having taken a break for a bunch of years. And I think I, I grew up, let's hope. um, (laughs) Yeah. Somewhere along the line. Well, I mean, talk about incredible life experience in between teaching at 14 and teaching 20, 30 years later. Yes. Yes. There's, I'm, you know, really a different person and care about different things. And also the fact that I had done a lot of touring meant that I felt that, um, you know, I was a practitioner, not just the touring, everything I did as a freelance musician, but then coming to Nashville and doing, um, working on the road with various different artists, teaching in Nashville, it was, I think for people, it was important for some of my students to see that I was a practitioner of Mm. what it is that they wanted to do. I had had publishing deals. So if my student was a songwriter, I could sort of speak to them knowledgeably about what that process was like if they wanted to do if they wanted to play their original songs out at writers nights i had done a lot of that as well so i could talk about well what's important to be able to do and what does that feel like and what should you think about and what should you not worry about all those things so the and but having been been a practitioner from di- in in different kind of roles and different venues informed I'm working my way slowly and gradually back <laughs> to the original question about um, meeting the student where they are that if I had a songwriter I could speak to them about that if I had somebody who wanted to play out I could speak to them about that if I had somebody who bless their heart just wanted to play guitar for fun uh-huh. <laughs> I could like enthusiastically and with great excitement and encouragement Um, address that person and what they were wanting. I say that because it's living in a music business town. It's so refreshing to meet people who are not in the music business or do (laughs) not have, um, you know, Nashville music business goals because it's like, Oh my gosh, that's right. We're allowed to do this just for fun. (laughs) I highly encourage that. Uh (laughs) You might have more fun than anyone else. Good for you. That's how I felt in LA uh, doing consults with influencers and then getting somebody who had just like a small business that they were passionate about. It was like, oh my gosh, you don't want to be famous? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's figure this out. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be. And why is it? Why is it going to be great? Because the person is already winning. They're yeah. already doing the thing they want to do and they just want to do it better or more sustainably or whatever. They're, they're not, they're not, you know, clawing their way towards some distant, very hard to achieve goal. You know, they're like right now doing it already. And wow. I know, right? It's more, (laughs) it's more like from a place of joy and curiosity 
than a like an in like deeply relatively unhealthy attachment to this external thing that's associated with their identity. Yes. Thank you. So like, yeah. How about the joy and curiosity, which there is no deeper reward than those things Mm -hmm. versus the rat race of either the music business rat race or, you know, the TV and movie business rat race or whatever, you know, there are, there are plenty of rat races to make yourself crazy over (laughs) it. God knows. So. Unverified is supported by Doodle Different, a little book of places to start. With unique drawing prompts and hashtags on each page, Doodle Different is the place where offline creativity meets online community. It's a celebration of imagination. Get your copy or digital download on doodledifferent.com and use the code UNVERIFIED for 15% off. That's UNVERIFIED, like the name of this podcast, for 15% off at doodledifferent.com. Happy doodling! What are your success metrics for your business right now? And let's figure out how um, social media can help you. Okay. Without making it hard and making excuses for ourselves. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for saying that out loud because I was thinking it. Um, Okay. So I love that you think I have metrics. That's for starters. (laughs) I'd like to think I could be a person that had metrics, but. um, (laughs) Metrics can be fun. Metrics can be dollars. Good. Metrics can be free time. Yes. Oh, they don't I have love to be that. fancy. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, okay. I think my priority these days would be to grow my monthly Zoom classes. Okay. I spend most of my time, as I've said, teaching one-on-one private lessons. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy to say that after 30 years in Nashville, that from a business standpoint, is very stable. My calendar stays full with that. Yeah. Generally speaking, I never take it for granted. So I'm always wanting to make sure that when people think about guitar lessons, they think of Ellen Britton. Yeah. I'm always, um, you know, wanting to tend to that side of my business. But that is not necessarily a part of my business that I tend to that I intend to grow or mm-hmm. need or, or even want to grow. I... My schedule, as I said, stays full, and that's kind of where I want it. What I really would like to talk about and learn about is ways that I could grow my monthly Zoom classes because from business standpoint, there's no added burden to me if I have more people sign up for class than less. I do the exact same amount of preparation. I set aside the same amount of time and I spend the same uh, effort and energy promoting it. So it's all upside if I have more registrants than fewer. Yeah. And so that seems like the place I should focus. I love that. To grow that. Yeah. With this whole Zoom thing that we are now all used to, I'm like, wait a minute, every person on planet Earth could potentially take this Zoom guitar class. (laughs) New success metric, all of planet Earth. Uh, Right. A hundred percent of humanity. Could I have that? Could I have a worldwide army of guitar players? I would like that. So with that in mind, I'm like, okay, so how do we get from where we are to more? Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's a great way, uh, a great way to think about building your business. I love that you already have an existing outlet that is 
um, yeah, so much, it, the, there's not a burden of growth on. Um, I respect so much how you protect your time and your energy and you say 30 hours of teaching, done. Yeah. Can I take more? I do not have availability, Yes, but I do in a couple of weeks. I'd yes. be happy to see you then. <laughs> yes, thank you for respect. Thank you for saying that that's a plus. And yes. I think it is. It's also because I've been doing it for so long um, it's necessary to have, to know what is enough and what is, is too much. Yeah. And I will say this, and I don't mean this to sound braggadocious, if that's a <laughs> word, <laughs> but if it does sound braggadocious, okay. <laughs> I think because I feel like I am a hundred percent present in every one of the guitar lessons that I do. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like that is whether people think about that consciously or not, it's part of what makes it valuable to them. Mm -hmm. And then that is exactly why I can't do a bazillion hours a week of that. <laughs> like yeah. I really take it seriously and don't sort of meter out my energy or my attention. It's like I'm all in on every lesson. So Therefore, I need to do other things to fill my cup so that I can do that again next week. So that's why a boundary is important. I mean, yes, Church of Ellen Britton. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important. I, did, I invented zero of that. I'm just saying uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Listen, but the fact that you're living it and you're living proof that that's possible mm -hmm. is just, I think, a really important reminder for everybody me especially, as I sit here recording, having taken on an extra project this last week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so let's talk about what what are you doing on social media now and how are you promoting this class? Have you done anything to promote extra Zoom classes? Um, where is that happening? Let me, yeah, where, where are you right now with all of this? The thing that I invest the most personal time and attention in is my monthly newsletter. Mm -hmm. I write every word myself. I really enjoy it. I've, I've been doing this for several years and I feel like my newsletter really represents me well in a positive way that makes people want to engage with my newsletters, with me, mm -hmm. with music, with guitar. And so I try and keep them interesting and I try and keep them um, not too long and rambly. Yeah. So that's, th those are the things that I'm thinking about, like what's the optimum length? What's the right variety of content? Mm -hmm. What will people be interested in? I like to, I'm obviously from a business standpoint, trying to promote my Zoom class, trying to promote my private teaching. So for example, I brag about all the super cool things my star students are doing, mm -hmm. like being nominated for Grammys. Yeah. The, that's pretty, imp most of us are not being nominated for Grammys. I would yeah. like to make you aware <laughs> that I have students who were nominated, like a bunch of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, or they were on Good Morning America singing a song or they, you know, whatever, you know, these, these big showbiz things. Yeah. But I also like to include, well, I have, you know, these star students um, who their huge goal that they just attained was that they were able to play at an open mic. Mm. And by the way, he's retired. Right? Yeah. So this yeah. is not, it's nothing to do with the music business. This is something he, he did, you know, he's a real estate broker and then he retired and now he wants to play guitar and now he wants to perform and he never did. And now he has. So it's I like, that. I want to tell you about that. 
Yeah. Because I'm just as happy about that as I am about the Grammy nomination because this person worked really hard. It's a, it's a really means a lot to this person to have done it. And I'm like, good for you. I'm so happy to have been a part of that. For somebody who claims that they don't know anything about social media or digital marketing, I have to applaud you for leaning into email communication um, because there are there are so many people focused on building these social media empires, but when you build, but when you build large followings on other people's platforms, you're not in control of them at all. So you could have you know ten thousand followers on Facebook, and Facebook says, "Cool, cool, cool. I see that ten thousand people are interested in your page, but we're only going to show your posts to five hundred people." And if they like it, maybe we'll show it to a few more. But at this point in the game, you're going to have to pay us to reach all 10,000 followers versus email, which my favorite thing to say is that there's not a little email goblin that's like, nope, not today. Yes, right. <laughs> you know, or whatever. Right. It's, you know, yeah, British yeah. and sassy in my head. But uh, you will always be able to at least get an email from your computer into the inboxes of the people who have subscribed to your list. And not only that, but people who have given you, people who give up their emails and people who have specifically given up their personal emails because they want to know what you're talking about and they want to hear from you. That's a really, the only thing more intimate than that is like giving out your phone number, right? So there's already an existing level of trust and you have relationships with all of these people on your list and I'm curious, um, you know, we, we can go into social media stuff and I definitely want to talk to you about TikTok. You're allowed to hate TikTok after I explain it, not before. <laughs> Good, <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> but um, I'm wondering if there's something that you can do with your email army because they are, in a sense, your super fans. Right. Um, you already have a relationship with them. They're already opening things in your inbox. I wonder, can you, is there a way to turn those people into brand ambassadors for you, right? Like either giving them content to post, letting them promote your Zoom classes, giving them like free passes to give their friends to come to classes. I love that idea. <laughs> I know, I know for sure if, if you gave me a code or a few passes, I totally know a handful of people who like haven't picked up their guitar in a while that would totally love to come or like Taylor Swift fans that like want to come to your Taylor Swift class. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there's, yes. you have so many different kinds of classes. Yeah. Um, would you ever consider doing something like that? I, I mean, I'm past considering it into <laughs> I'm all in. When do we, how do we right now? Okay. I no, love it. I so, and, and so everything about that speaks directly to me because First of all, I understand it. I understand <laughs> as opposed to this talk tick thing that you keep talking about. <laughs> um, before social media was the order of the day, back back in the day when people would, would advertise their businesses. Yeah. I never really did any advertisement. It was all word of mouth, which I take, that's the highest compliment in the world. It is, yeah. When you 
recommend me to your cousin or your hairdresser or whatever it is that you're to your peeps Mm -hmm. because you're obviously not going to do that if if you haven't had a positive experience and you don't expect me to treat well the person that you're going to send to me so i understand that and that word of mouth thing um I think is sort of the the most valuable kind of advertising there is. So I love that idea. So tell me a little more about how we would do that. And if there is a way that that is part of the email, like mm-hmm. tell me, walk me through that. Cause I don't totally understand what you mean by a code. What, do, yeah, what are you talking so about? So people purchase classes. I don't know uh, what platform people go through, but there's something to Eventbrite. click on. Eventbrite. Eventbrite. Okay, so you would have a like ticket price listed on Eventbrite and they have options to include discount codes. So you could, you know, do a 100% discount code with whatever it is. Um, and you could definitely just throw that in your newsletter um, for either you could do a free class for everybody. You could do one that's like, hey, if you're coming to this class, like bring your friends. Um, you could, I mean, the worst thing that, happens is that a ton of people show up, right? (laughs) Oh, the horror. (laughs) Right. So you could limit it. That's like, Hey, like bring a friend and you could do individual codes. Like you could say, Hey, Corley, you can bring three friends to this class. Your codes are Ellen Britton, or you could, your code is Corley dash one, Corley dash two and Corley dash three. And they can only, each code can only be used once. And you can send this to three people. Or you could just put a blanket code that just says free guest pass or free, free guitar class. Just keep it really simple Yeah, yeah. (laughs) and say, Hey, I'm doing a class. Um, you know, my zoom class for August is about, I don't know. Do you know what class you're doing in August yet? Yes. We just figured it out. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I have to think about it. Um, I think it's, it's on, um, classic country. I think it's like Johnny, Willie and Haggard. Oh, love it. Something like that. Okay. So yeah, so it could be like classic country, free country classic class or whatever it is and just invite everybody and see what happens. And then, you know, and then people like it and they come back and they either want a private lesson with you or they want to watch your lessons on YouTube, which then, you know, generates more ad revenue for you or um, they come back and start paying for classes. It's like something that they want to do once a month or every once in a while. Yes. Love that. Okay. So, um, I don't know if this is part of this conversation, but tell me if we, um, how do I include it in my newsletter? You mentioned the individual, like Coralie one, Coralie two, Coralie three or whatever. Mm -hmm. That doesn't go in my newsletter because that's only people named Coralie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That could be, you could do it a few ways. You could say like, if there are a few people who you want to give individual codes to, you could say, um, you know, respond to this email to request guest codes. And then you could send them out once people have registered for the class. So you could reply and if I, I could say, hey, this class sounds really cool. I, I get your email about the country classic class. I respond and say, hey, Ellen, I just registered. We'd love to invite a few friends. Can you send me some codes? You double check that I've paid for the class. And then you can you know, have Kate create some codes for you. And then, or you say, sounds great, looping in Kate. Yes. <laughs> and then Kate can send over three codes for me to then gift with you know the yes. link to the event and the code. 
um, and I can send it out to three people. So that's a little bit more of like an involved lift, but it is kind of a fun thing. It gets people to engage, first of all. I mean, yeah. I, I, that's I can see the. I, I'll have to think about what is administratively simpler, but also works well. Appealing. And I would just in, make sure to include it in the subject line towards the front of the subject line of your email. So it's like August news, free Zoom guitar lesson guest pass. Yes. Or something like that. Just, you know, give people another reason to open, make sure um, and and just see what happens. You know, yes. it's not it's not a heavy lift. And yeah, I think there is something, this is an example of something that doesn't take a huge social media play. It's right. leaning into your existing dedicated audience, um, turning them into brand ambassadors from your perspective. And from their perspective, you know, they, they're getting something out of it. They're able to gift these classes. I would totally gift them to people who are not in Nashville and then I could like see them virtually in this class or friends that I know played a long time ago and are trying to get back into it or um, just, you know, fans of these musicians that they haven't yes. played in a while. And they're like, oh, that could be cool. Um, and and it's that's an exciting thing to facilitate. I love everything. So so you, the person who has, is reading the newsletter and is paying for the class, mm-hmm. you get to be Santa Claus and gift these passes to your friends with yeah. family. Love that. Is there, do you have any brilliant ideas <laughs> about how to reward those brand ambassadors directly? Not just you get oh, to be Santa Claus and the, and you get to do the guest pass to other people. You could do, you could do a surprise and delight. Like if, what is that? <laughs> and where do I get some? <laughs> okay. So a surprise and delight is just uh, like a gift that uh, is unexpected and delightful. So it could be branded as, Hey, like you can gift to these classes if you want to. And then let's say I have a guest come then after the class, you or Kate could email me and say, Hey, thanks so much for bringing a friend. Um, your next zoom class is on us or something. Love that. Mm -hmm. And it just depends on, because how many, um, how many guests, how many students do you typically have in a zoom class? It ranges anywhere from like, oh, like six to 20. Okay. And uh, how many could you have? Does it matter if a it's- A bazillion? I don't know. Okay. Like, why, you tell me, like, I don't know. I think they have limitations below bazillion, but they. <laughs> but it, depends on, it depends on your account. But in terms of how the class is structured, it doesn't matter. It's just however many Zoom will let you. Yeah, I think so. I think that could be a cool place to start. You just need to figure out like, how much you're willing to give away. Right. And then go for it. I, I just love the brand ambassador, which I realize you did mm-hmm. not invent that phrase that people <laughs> use this phrase, but it's yes. not, it's not part of my daily world. And yeah. yet, and yet it describes something that any successful service provider probably has some of Yeah, brand ambassadors. like, Oh, my dentist is so wonderful. Let me send you, let me recommend my dentist or my guitar teacher, my hairdresser or whatever it is. And I'm, I already have those people before we had the phrase brand ambassador, but now (laughs) it's like, that's wonderful. I would like to, um, I'd like to see more of that happening. It seems like a natural organic for real thing to build on. I want to be conscious of time, but I also, um, I want to talk about TikTok. Okay. 
<laughs> because I think we've got, I feel really good about this um, local kind of internal marketing strategy with your existing people. Um, and for, for me, like a, a holistic strategy is, well, a great strategy is number one, something that you can maintain. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that you have the energy and the skill set for, and that it's, you know, rewarding. Um, but if we're going to like take it up a notch, there is, there's so much benefit to doing things locally with your own email list internally. Um, that kind of organic, you know, word of mouth stuff. The other end of that yeah. is the like blasting it out to the masses, um, interacting with strangers, um, kind of wider reach, external social. Um, and out of all the platforms, you know, I know that, you know, you did some Facebook lives and those got pushed to YouTube, which is great. YouTube search, those will grow over time. Um, there's some stuff on Instagram websites up to date. Um, but it's pretty, and it's, but it's pretty static. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there's this special space on TikTok. Should you choose, you want to explore it. <laughs> I can feel you, see you physically backing right. away from right. the microphone right now. <laughs> right. I'm shrinking inside my own brain. Yeah. Should that be something that you want to explore? I think there are some really interesting opportunities there. Um, so I want to give you some examples and maybe... Maybe we'll get excited about it. Maybe we'll decide it's too much. Maybe we'll decide it's horrible. <laughs> then we'll move on. Here's the here's here's what I want you to picture of who you're talking to uh -huh. as you're about to tell me about the, you know, the painting, the scream. Uh -huh. That's what's in my oh, no. right now with TikTok. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, no, no. We gotta, we gotta get past that. We gotta get past that. Yeah, we'll go from that to like a, a Monet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yay! That's our goal here. Yay! Um, so, or at least like Mona Lisa, just like a little skeptical, but not like terrified. <laughs> I love all of these. Okay. So let's start with, let's, let's get a baseline. What, what do we know about TikTok besides that it's scary? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm afraid of it because the, the three TikToks I've looked at or whatever we, we're calling them. Yeah. We're mesmerizing. So I get the appeal. So I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid that it will eat my brain and eat my life and eat my time. That it'll be a sort of giant sucking thing that sucks away my time and my whatever. Mm. I'm sure that it's possible that makes me sound like I have no free will of my own. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's probably important to say that at this point in my life, I really do jealously guard my time because I'm not under enormous economic pressure to survive. I have an established business right. that sustains me. And I very much want to grow my monthly Zoom classes because they're so fun and why not? Right. And I really believe in their value and there's a I believe until proven otherwise that it has a lot of growth potential, but I'm not, um, I don't, I, I don't think I would describe myself as driven in that area because I have the luxury of not being sure. <laughs> Maybe that's a good way to put okay, it. Okay. Well, let me use a guitar analogy then. Um, music and guitar playing is totally a vortex and all consuming for Taylor Swift. 
Good. But it is absolutely not for okay, me. Okay, Coralie, you win. Okay. <laughs> I concede the point before you even make it. Good point. Okay. It is, there is something addicting about it. Um, however, I think there are some interesting ways that you can show up because of how your career is, how your career and personality and goals already exist in the real world. <laughs> oh, I love that. So TikTok is a baseline of vertical video sharing platform. It started off as Musical.ly. So there's, you know, music is an integral part to the whole experience. And there are two ways to experience it. You either watch videos of from people that you follow or you watch videos just on what's called the For You page, the FYP, and that's just videos that TikTok thinks that you will like. The interesting thing about this is that every social platform makes money off of your data, and then they turn around and sell it to advertisers. So every platform is really incentivized to keep you on that platform as long as possible so they can extract as much data as possible so they can sell as much of it as possible. So what that means for us as creators and consumers is that the platform can be really addicting and they're going to continue to show us stuff that we're interested in. So the now, you know, quote unquote old adage is that you go to Facebook to hate the people that you know, and you go to TikTok to love the ones you don't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so makes sense. people, it's what's, it's kind of the best thing about TikTok and equally the most terrible thing for our confirmation bias and state of the world potentially yeah, right, yeah. is that if you go onto TikTok within 30 minutes or so, you are going to be seeing only content that you are wildly interested in. So it's this like great and equally terrifying, like auto recommendation tool. You can kind of think about it that way. So for you, you could see videos of, up and coming artists. You could see videos of people practicing. You could see videos of people telling stories from the road. You could see pictures. You could see videos of, um, you know, international music superstars. Lizzo is incredible on TikTok. Um, you could see you could see all of your students. You could see everyone who's writing. You could see everyone who's publishing. You could see everyone who's doing everything on for any in any part of the music business. You could curate your feed to that by only interacting with music type content. And by the way, the same thing is happening for people who are looking for guitar education content, right? TikTok wants to keep people on the platform. So they're going to put your videos in front of strangers who are likely to be interested in it. The, the distinction between TikTok and virtually any other platform is going back to that old adage that people go to TikTok to love the people that they don't know. People go to TikTok to watch people that they don't know share insights, whether joyful or humorous or insightful in, in some way about topics that they're already interested in. So people are going to find you because you're talking about or performing, you know, guitar and music and Nashville related things. And the way that new platforms are succeeding 
is they are upping the ante on the fame lottery. So TikTok is really the main, what I mean by that is that TikTok right now, it's easy, it's the most easy platform to go viral on, which I know is something that I um, <laughs> I regularly tout is like, that is not the big goal here. Right. <laughs> the, the goal right. is what you right. actually want. But for you, someone who has a very clear business plan, you're interested in getting more students to your Zoom classes. You, I don't know what your conversion rate is yet for like if 100 people see a video of you talking about the Zoom class, or if 100 people see a video about you, maybe five people click to your website and maybe one person signs up for a Zoom class. If that ends up being kind of the ratio, then you just do the math. So if you want 10, 10 new students, your video has to be shown to a thousand people or whatever, whatever that ends up being. And you have the biggest chance of doing that on TikTok. TikTok and actually, I mean, Instagram Reels is also kind of getting up there um, because Instagram is competing for the attention that TikTok has. But, uh, and you can place your videos in, in both places, but I would recommend TikTok. There's some more fun functionality there. Um, have I lost you yet? No, you have. <laughs> you, my brain is uh, at some point, but not yet. <laughs> will get full because it's because it's all new. Because mm-hmm. I don't have any. Yeah, I mean, I really have been seen only like under five videos on TikTok. So yeah. I mean, so I know what videos are. I know what TikTok is, but that's about it. So okay. Um, so let me ask you, uh, what? Because it's limited, it's 59 seconds or whatever it is on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard of TikTok TV or something where you can do an extended, let's let's not even talk about that. Cause, <laughs> Instagram TV, right. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so give me some, I, I don't know, what what would I do on TikTok? No, yeah. I know there's there's like 50 bazillion answers, but let's say, what kind of a video, where would I start? Let's put it that way, because I'm sure the sky's the limit. What yeah. would be an effective video on TikTok that would engage people to sign up for my Zoom class? Sure. Um, well, I think anything that's going to help people fall in love with you, right, is a good, is a good place to start. Okay. Um, you, they definitely don't need to be hard sales of, hi, my name's Ellen Britton and I've done this, 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 and right. this for a yeah. hundred thousand years and yeah, right. take right. my Zoom class. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So it could be, um, there are different ways to create content on TikTok. There's just you talking to a camera or you playing that's 60 seconds. Actually, they just, uh, introduced three minute videos. So if I don't know how long it takes to get the three minutes or if it's totally rolled out everywhere, but you could potentially have up to three minutes to convey whatever you want to convey. Um, and that could be you talking, that could be you playing, that could be you telling a funny story. And that's just all you from start to finish. That's one kind of content. There's a thing called um, a stitch. Are you familiar with this? I've heard of it, but don't know what it is. All right, <laughs> let's start from the beginning. All good. So a stitch is when somebody starts a video and you finish it. So I could say something like, um, this is what I went down this rabbit hole the other day. It was, tell me about a conspiracy theory that you believe is, uh, a thousand percent true. I'll go first. And then that person tells their story. But when you watch it, you cut it after, tell me about a conspiracy theory that you a thousand percent believe in cut to Ellen Britton saying, all right. So when I was on the road in 1995 and blah, 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 
this thing happened and whatever. And then that's the end of the story. Does that, how does that relate to conspiracy theory or it doesn't? And that's the point. <laughs> it would be, it would be like, if you, if you would, <laughs> the, the conspiracy theory would have to be something that you started to believe in, like while you were on tour for Martina McBride. I see. Or something. You, you bring in the guitar stuff to whatever the standard thing is. Also stitches like stitch this with the phone call that changed your life. Stitch this with the best advice your therapist ever gave you. Ah. Stitch this with the worst piece of advice, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that would be incredible. Oh my gosh. When I was on tour with so-and-so at such and such time, this fancy pants agent told me X, Y, Z, and look at me now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Middle finger up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you add the guitar and personality element to whatever you're creating. Um, there are also music specific questions, right? Like, um, tell me about, uh, when you started playing, tell me about what you like, tell me about what you love about music or tell me what you love about, um, guitar or what was, and by the way, these are things that you could start too. Tell me about the time that you fell in love with music. I'll go first. My name's Ellen Britton. I'm, um, a singer, songwriter, performer, teacher in Nashville. And this is my story. And then you tell your story and then other people can stitch and engage with you, which is kind of a fun. And then when they do it, then their audience sees you at the beginning of their video. And then the person that's following their answer. So they could go back and watch your video. It was just a way to like playfully engage with people. Yeah. Um, and you can use it as a, I don't know. I, I don't know why I went with the conspiracy theory <laughs> stitch first. It's just like, like it, it's just like in my head because <laughs> there were some crazy yeah. ones. Um, but <laughs> that might be uh, letting people know a little bit too much about what's on my TikTok <laughs> right, feed. <laughs> right, right. But you can take it from a guitar teacher standpoint and do all things about music education. Um, you can also duet videos. So similar to a musical duet, it's two things happening at the same time. This will be two videos side by side. One is pre-recorded by a stranger and you get to create the other half of it. So you're on the other half of the screen. So if I were to post a TikTok that says, you know, my caption is like first guitar lesson and it's me playing, well, it's not say first guitar, like uh, first few months of guitar lessons. I, I like just learned a guitar beginner. I just learned Amazing Grace and I'm playing the most painfully slow version of Amazing Grace you've ever heard in your entire life. <laughs> what you can do is you record a video that goes side by side. So you hear what key I'm in and you just accompany it. And in the text on the video or in the caption, you say, keep up the good work. Very interesting. So in the way that you would create super fans from your existing email list, you could do that on TikTok by offering encouragement and uh, joy and support, everything that you would offer in a one-on-one -on -one guitar lesson, you can offer to strangers on the internet in this incredibly personal vertical video format um, that other people can see. Wow. Okay. That's, and, and I do this because this is a way for me to introduce myself to new people who will, in other words, I'm, I'm getting asked, I'm getting access to the viewers, the followers of that person who posted the original thing. Mm -hmm. hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because if they're if they're fans of them and they're watching and they're like, oh, what did somebody add to that? That's cool. The other thing that you can do, and I know I at the beginning I was talking about just like general, like you starting and stopping recording, telling stories. But the most obvious one that I somehow I'm only thinking about right now is doing 60 second guitar lessons. Um, I like that. Like, hey, let's do you play like five seconds. Hey, you want to learn how to do this? Blah, 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 blah. My name's Ellen Britton. I'm a performer, singer, songwriter out of Nashville. And I'm going to show you how to do this in three steps. Let's go. And then you do those three steps. And then and that's all in 59 seconds or whatever. Yep. Yep. Do it in 59 seconds. If you get the three minutes, you can do it in three minutes. Um, you could also do what would be really cool is like practice loops that people would then watch on repeat. And that will like skyrocket your reach if people if you create videos that people can um do on loop so if you say um like you could you could do a background track and say hey write lyrics to this or you could do things like um practice like practice your finger picking or write something on top of this um or practice not or, mo- moving your ring finger in the certain chord progression. Yeah, absolutely. When you say loop, that's the first thing that occurs to me. Yeah, play. Just do a series of like play along videos. Play along. We're going from. By the way, this can all be in text, so you don't. So it doesn't have to start at the beginning of every video. It's not. Hey, Ellen Britton, this is the assignment. Ready, go. And then when it loops, it's. Hey, this is Ellen Britton. You know, all, the instructions can be in the caption and mostly in text on top of the video, which you edit in app, not scary at all. I can show you how to do it in the TikTok app, in the TikTok, in the TikTok. Oh my God, I can't say it anymore. (laughs) In the TikTok app, you can add text to your video. So you say, um, you know, beginner guitar challenge. We're rotating from this chord to this chord to this chord. Don't move your ring finger. Let me know how you did in the comments. And that's all in text. That's in text. And then the video is just you looping between the three chords not moving your ring finger. Then in the comments, I go in and I say, this is too hard, I need something easier. <laughs> or or I I need more help, or I, I don't get this, or love this, what's the next challenge? And instead of just replying via text saying, great job, or try this, or it's coming soon, you can actually reply to those comments with videos, which is like the coolest thing ever. So- And when I reply to that, comment with a video who I'm assuming, but I don't understand this mm-hmm. more than just the person who made the comment. will see that video. Yes. It goes out to everybody that's following you and it's eligible to grow in the for you page. So it does it, their comment, when you reply to a comment, it comes up as text on the top of what you, on the top of your response and you just reply to it. So um, I could be scrolling through my for you page and see you pop up and you're talking about, you're giving tips for Travis picking and the top, I see the question. So Joe Schmo wrote, um, feels too complicated. Like would love it if you could break this down more for me. Thank you so much. And so I see that. And then I know what you're talking about in the video. So I think TikTok would be, listen, there is, there's this huge amount of pressure to like keep up with the music trends and be really fancy and yes, yeah. <laughs> imaginary gun you, to the head. Yeah, imaginary gun to the head. Exactly. Yeah. But just because that's trendy 
doesn't mean you have to act that way, right? Like there are people, just like compared to fashion, right? There are designers and runway people and models and whatever, and you could get dressed for that. You can also put clothes on so that you don't get arrested when you go outside. <laughs> you know? Life goals. Right. <laughs> Life goals. So because of your expertise, you're in a position to offer a lot of value. Um, and it could be, you know, this could take the place of one lesson a week for you that says like, okay, I have all these individual students. And then for one lesson period of week, my students are on TikTok. And you just sit down and record like a bunch of basic lessons and you could have your assistant do it. This is something that my agency does as well. It's like a flat monthly rate. It's like, hey, we'll send you TikTok ideas however often you want them. And it could be, hey, reply to these three comments, stitch these three videos, and here are three music lessons for you to do. Record them all in 50 minutes and we'll post them for you, you know, optimized throughout the month. Okay, this You've got, you've got me now. You got me. I got to say, I wasn't sure if I was going to. Well, I, wasn't, I was pretty sure. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to break it to Coralie that I'm not going to be a TikToker? How am I going to, like, I'm going to have to play along and then I'm going to just, whatever. Okay. But I mean, I'm still getting, sorry. Yeah. Getting me to actually do it is always, that's the, that's always, that's the acid test right there. Yeah. But you just, for some reason... The combination, the idea of a practice loop. Yep. That's what got makes, you? Uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it wasn't the first or second thing you said, so good for you that you've got a million. I just like you were just waiting for <laughs> something to go ding. But, yep. <laughs> uh, well, because I think we, I think students, I think students need them. Mm-hmm. I, I can see the value of that. I do something kind of like that in lessons anyway. Um my star student in Texas, who's retired, always records in our Zoom call, me demonstrating this thing that he will then play along to. I mean, it's something, I get the concept and I'm already doing some version of it. Yeah. But the combination of that concept that I think I already is am comfortable with and, and the student needs with the extremely short limitation. Mm-hmm. In other words, I can see the challenge of, Oh my gosh, what can I fit into one minute? Uh, you know, a five minute story about something or other? No. Uh, <laughs> my lessons are usually 50 minutes. Okay, that won't work. But like a loop is by definition short. Yep. And it's a unit of time that we are very familiar with in modern music because so many, too many songs <laughs> are just loops. Yeah. Because we're idiots, because uh, we forgot that we're also allowed to do other things, and now we just do loops all the time. <laughs> but from a practicing standpoint, that's when we actually should be. That's probably the best use of a loop. Is yeah. like, let me play you these four chords mm-hmm. in the same order with this groove, and I can do that three times in one minute, or seven times, or whatever, depending on tempo, and go do that for ten minutes, and you'll be a better guitar player. Like, yep. I so get that. I love it. I so get that. Also, I don't think I need to like tweeze my eyebrows to do that. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. Oh my gosh. No. TikTok. You just show up as you are. No fancy anything. See, it's doable. Yeah. See, so I I am now, I no longer have the scream, you know, Edvard Monk, the scream in my brain. I'm not sure what I have in there, but he's, he went away. So that's good. (laughs) Uh, Victory. (laughs) Yeah. Now 
Here's the complete unknown, and you don't have the answer, and neither do I. Mm -hmm. the, the answer is just try it and see. But is like, how many people will find that valuable? I mean, mm -hmm. we don't know. Yeah, find out and see. But yeah. But totally worth a try if you are driving to, I mean, it's not totally passive income, but it's it's wildly scalable, you know, your Zoom classes. Exactly. Um, it doesn't seem like there's a ton to lose except for some time. But honestly, you could send those to your students. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Say you can, that again. Like when you're recording these loops, you can send them to your students too, or your student, you can send your students to your TikTok. That's like, hey, I recorded this thing. Just go on my TikTok. You mean put it in my newsletter, which is my main communication vehicle. Is that what you mean? Yeah, you could put it in your newsletter. Just like, hey, here's a practice loop, like practice loop of the month. Check this out. Send people to TikTok. Because even you're not on TikTok now, but you can watch TikTok videos on your desktop. Yeah. Um, it could also be like in lessons, like comes up, we're working on a song and you could say, hey, you know what would be super helpful? go check out, you know, I did this TikTok practice loop in this key that we're working in right now. You need to go, if you want to practice not moving your ring finger and you want some accompaniment, go to my TikTok and check out that lesson and just, just play along with it. You know, you can structure some of your homework around content that you're already producing. So you're not wasting time. It's added value for your students with the, you know, while entering the fame lottery and getting the attention of, uh, strangers who are music and guitar lovers who might want to take your zoom classes and say again what you would call this so practice loop or play along practice loop yeah or play along loop something like something yeah. short and i mean i'm trying because I, i'm assuming that i would want to use name it have a title i would want to call it something and then be more specific like play along practice loop key of g Yep. One, four, five. Play along practice loop, key of G, one, six minor, two minor, or, or whatever it is, whatever the specifics are. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, but that can be just in the caption. It can be, it should be in text. Um, and then you just get, you just get the, right into it in the video. You can also duet musicians and like add some accompaniment to them. You can also duet musicians who say, you know, like it's a video like, uh, I just performed at my first open mic and you just record next to them and you just cheer them on the whole time. Like they're everything, all of your positive and encouraging energy and your whole right. thing about like your first rule being to uh, what it's like to keep it fun. Yes. To not make it suck. Yes. Good. <laughs> then, Both, please. <laughs> that those are things that you can, you know, impart in, yes. in the internet. And I think TikTok is the most fun way to do it right now. And by the way, when TikTok goes away or becomes, you know, pay to play or whatever, you've still captured their emails. You've still captured that attention. Um, How do I capture their emails? Explain that to me. Oh, so when they sign up, so when they sign up for classes. Oh, okay. Got it. When they mm -hmm. engage, when they say, hey, yeah. here's a practice loop. Oh, by the way, I'm doing a Johnny Cash class. Yeah. Here you go. Mm -hmm. And there's a place to put the Eventbrite link because that's, that's yep. where they sign up. Yep. In, in the, you have to. I believe you need to hit a thousand followers on TikTok to put the link in your bio right now. But you can put a non-hyperlink version. You can put ellenbritton.com, and people can still go there um, and find your latest event because it'll be in your site. Food for thought.
I am honestly kind of surprised you're actually really thinking about this. I love it. I am totally (laughs) shocked. Now, in the life cycle of things that get my attention, Mm -hmm. it's still, there's a a relatively low conversion rate to actually doing them. (laughs) Sure. Let's be honest. But this hurdle, this seems more doable than than anything else you've said. Okay. Just because it's, I already get it. Yeah. Like I can, I already get what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The like, how do I TikTok it? That's, I got to figure that I got to get on TikTok and do it. But, yeah. but, and also the low hurdle of, yeah, please don't do your hair. Like don't. Yeah, no, don't. absolutely not. Mm-mm. You've already Why got. Why not? It's video. Do Are you telling me that people, like it's not important what the visual looks no. like? <laughs> That's I'm not, not sure if I believe you, but I love the sound no, of it. No, it's true. It's the the like perfect Instagram days of early 2010s are are over. I mean, there are definitely people who still do their hair and makeup for TikTok, but the TikTok doesn't value that as much. It's more about the content and the authenticity is really the most important thing. <laughs> See, when this I'm, might work. When I'm quiet, uh-huh. that's when you know something's happening. <laughs> When I'm talking, it's like, yeah, she's talking. She's always talking. Okay, now it's like, I made We're processing. Have, yes. I love this. Well, I we are we are running out of time. I want to be, you know, I'm so grateful that you're here and made time for this. And um, and I want to be respectful of your time and the space. I think we yes. do need to get out of the booth yes. soon. How are you feeling? Do you have any last minute questions? Are we ready to go get on TikTok and conquer the world? How are we feeling? Uh, that's too much pressure. I'm not, con- <laughs> you know, I'm too tired to conquer the world. Okay, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, no, what I, I, I need to just mull and I really appreciate, thank you so much for such an interesting idea. You're so welcome. Uh, I mean, I have a whole lot to learn about it, but I think for me, the task is not to get overwhelmed by all the stuff I don't know. Like I under, there were some things when your mouth, your lips were moving and I'm like, what is that? But, (laughs) but. I'm just going to hope to hang on to this feeling that I can figure that part out. Don't, don't turn that into a big deal. Yeah. Uh, you've started something here. So Yay. thank you. I love it. Oh my gosh. You're so welcome. Listen, if you can help me make sense of finger picking, I feel like I can help you make I sense can. of TikTok. I feel like I have. You are a finger picker. You are a finger picker. Now, is there more finger picking we could make sense of? Yes. <laughs> Heck yes. I will. I look forward to practicing with your practice loops on TikTok. Amen. Um, <laughs> amen. All right, darling. Thanks, Ellen. Yes. To keep up with Ellen, visit ellenbritton.com. That's Ellen, B-R-I-T-T-O-N.com. And drop your information into the pop-up for her newsletter. Also, as a gift to all you listeners, you can use the code UNVERIFIED, like the name of this podcast, for a free Zoom guitar class. That code is good until the end of 2021. I will include links to all of this and her socials in the show notes and on unverifiedpod.com. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show and hear more, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Also, we'd love to hang out with you on social at unverifiedpod. Anytime you interact with one of our posts, you're telling the social platform that you like what we're doing and it'll send you more of it. At the same time, it will also widen the reach of the post in general so more people will have a chance to see it. And we really appreciate that. We're booking new guests and I'd love to hear from you. Have a social media question or a digital specialty? Visit unverifiedpod.com and click be on the show. 
Unverified is produced by Trigger Creative, edited by Matt Fields, with special thanks to Zach Knudsen, Gwen Rogers, and Abby White. Thanks for listening.